Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, it's almost over. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games. It's the Broad Street Hockey post-game stuff, whatever, Facebook, all that. Yeah, here we are. Uh, we got one left. We have to get through one more game, guys. We've almost done it. I'm proud of us. I gotta say, I'm pretty damn proud of us uh, for getting through this entire season. Saturday is the last day. Um... They want to get out of there too. It seems uh, I, that's the I can't even say like I don't know what would be worse at this point. Like if they like suddenly you know started coming out hot and like looking like a different team, or I, like if what was happening happened. I don't even know which would annoy me more. I I no I know what would annoy me more. Like if they started to do things that made sense like protect the front of their net and uh, uh, go to the net like they talked about. Uh, I can't even remember whose quote it was, but there was a quote. I think the Flyers' um, Twitter account put it out this afternoon, a player talking, well, we have to stop taking pucks away from the net. We have to go to the net when we get the chance. And I was just like, if they have 45 shots tonight and score three goals from below the goal line, I'm going to be livid. Uh, that wasn't the case, so at least uh, at least they didn't annoy me in that realm. What was the shot? 29 on goal tonight, yeah. Uh, they lose 7-3. to three. I Just got to get through it. Just got to get through it. Um, I, who, I, that's, I couldn't believe, because I watched the first period from uh, Chiggies and Pete's. I was at Ava's Quizzo, uh, her Thursday Quizzo from South Philly Chickies tonight. And I was sitting there as it's approaching 8 o'clock thinking – I wonder if they're even going to have the game on. Maybe they're just going to have the Sixers on every TV, but they did They did have the game on, so that was nice. I got to watch that ridiculous first period where what uh, Barbashev at 249, O'Reilly at 328, Steen at 533, Limblom gets one back at 645, Maroon makes it 4-1 at 658, JVR gets the second to make it 4-2 at 724, David Perron, 941. This is all in the – it's 5-2 to two before the halfway point of the first period. <laughs> Giroux makes it 5-3 at the end of the first. Uh, Shen gets one in the second. Steen gets his second midway through the third. And that's it. 7-3. My God. What a – just what a season. I can't – I it's never. I, I've been. I've been covering the team for for a while now, and I've been. I've had, you know, podcasts with shitty seasons before. I, I've been doing this for a little bit, but I, I just. There's never been a season that's felt like it's 19 months long like this one. I, man, they have some changes to make. I do think that there is a path to being a really good team again. It's going to take some doing. Like we talked about on the last post game, we talked about on last night's BSH radio. It's not like it's an easy fix because you go got to go out and get a really good coach and got to go out and get a couple of really good players. But much like the job Holmgren did after the 06-07 season, it's very doable. But Shit, like you gotta stop falling down to if Bill Clement is even starting to to criticize this team, like you can't fall down to nothing in the first period of every single game. This has to stop. You can't be six games under five hundred in the first month. Like this, th these are the problems. These are the things really holding you back. You're not going to be able to blame goaltending next season and something unless something goes really wrong. All your young guys aren't, you know, teenagers anymore. Now they're entering the you got to be productive stage of their careers. 
they're out of excuses at this point for me. Uh, that's really my takeaway from tonight. Let's see what you all have to say. Only one more game to go at least. Hey, they, we just got to get through Saturday, guys. This is the season that won't die. It really, I've never, uh, it's never felt like this before. Great song and an accurate representation of this season. For those of you who weren't following me along on Twitter today, uh, tonight, um, I've decided that uh, Lit and My Own Worst Enemy is the greatest song of my generation. And I can't even think of a close second, honestly. That is some bad, bad hockey. Break out the ice cream sandwiches, Bill. I didn't eat an ice cream sandwich right before the, uh, right before the show tonight. There's a good chance I have one when I'm done, though. Turned it on at 5-2. So did they. <laughs> Positive. I still like Limblom. Listen, I think there are some pieces here, and there's a path to making this team really good in a short amount of time. But it's like you got to go out and get some very good players and add them to this group. And the guys who we think are pretty good and we're not really sure what their ceiling is, like Limblom, they have to become the good depth. I like Limblom a lot. If you have him on your second line because you have a good third line, that's cool. Like, I, I like a – I'm not crazy about Raffle coming back, but I do believe him to be a useful fourth liner. Like, if Raffle Lawton-Hartman is your fourth line, that's great. But you better have a damn good third line. You know, you need to go out and get a winger to put with uh, JVR and maybe Patrick or uh, whatever the 2C is, if Patrick's going to be the 2C, whoever's going to slot in at 3C that you go out and get. Whatever it is, you need to fix this thing. It's doable, but – you can't keep putting fans through this. It's slop right now. The only thing that would make me feel better, uh, the only thing that would make me feel better is if we hired Hack again just to fire him again. I like that. I like that. Moran, maybe Moran will get into a fight on Saturday. Yo, he had a matchup tonight with Pat Maroon. That's a matchup right there. A couple of big dudes. Oh, man. I would have liked that one. Um he wanted to go. You could you can see Sam Moran uh, starting to itch. He's itching for one. He wants to go. Uh, and why why wouldn't he at this point? Like this is the thing we all want to see. Uh, I know I'm dying for it. And literally Saturday's game, I'm only watching to see a fight. That's it. I want to see Samuel Moran fight. That's the whole reason I'm watching. I mean, I'm watching because I get paid to talk about it with all of you afterwards. But honestly, I can easily do these post games without watching the games because nothing important happens in the games anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I am Samuel Moran fighting is my whole reason for being at this point. Thank you for doing most of these post games this year. Yo, guys, thank you for turning out. Like, we have close to 100 people in here right now, and we'll get I'll get a few thousand listens on the podcast feed. Thank you for caring. Uh, you know, when it's a I – I, I refer to hockey as a niche sport, and, you know, there aren't really many casual fans. When they're eliminated like this, you have no idea how much I worry about coming in here and there being nobody. Thank you for being really good fans. Thank you for caring more than – fucking half the roster at this point uh I, I i have nothing but thanks for each and every one of you honestly if we lose our last two games we'll be in the bottom 10 and get a better draft pick uh they can get into the uh into the top into the bottom 10 again uh, yes it's it's better to have a top 10 pick than not um I'm not worried about teenagers at this point. That's not what is going to save this team. Hey, if they get up into the top two again and end up with Hughes or Kako, I'll throw a damn parade. But I, 
teenagers are to me are not what's going to fix this team with the amount of prospects this team has with the amount of picks this team has with the amount of cap space this team has I'm not worried about the future it's about winning next season it's about winning in the next four years not winning eight years from now when those guys are in their prime can you believe people still think Haig is a good player uh, he's a liability everywhere I, I went off on Haig last show he's just not very good he's like maybe a third pair defenseman um if he's your seven, you probably have a good defense. Uh, he's just not very good. Such a frustrating stretch of years from this team. It's still, um, I, I'll still take these couple of seasons. I, they're frustrating because I they're better. They're better than um, the end of the Holmgren era. Those like Le Cavalier teams and stuff like that. I'll still take this because they're just a better hockey team. They have more guys I'm interested in watching actually play hockey. Like, they have guys on the team outside of Giroux who entertain me at least. Um, not enough of them, but still uh, Matt Reed's not on the first line. And I'm a Matt Reed fan. Like, I think Matt Reed, it's a shame his scoring dried up and it was just kind of a just kind of a um, you know, better to burn out than fade away kind of career from Matt Reed. Those first three years, he was very good. But shit, man, he can't be on your first line. You know, <laughs> I think it was that lockout year he spent uh, playing decent amount of time with Giroux and Voracek. Like, I, I'll take this over that at least. One more game. They better play hard at home on Saturday night. These fans deserve at least some effort not mailing it in. Yeah, I, uh... I don't really, uh, yes, for the people who paid money to get into the building, uh, and God bless them, my God, I can't imagine that at this point, uh, it, it would be nice to see this team at least go down swinging, I guess, uh, but the fact that it's been over for so long, and like, I just, uh, it, it's asinine to me that Giroux's in the lineup, like Giroux, Voracek, Provorov, they should all be sitting. Guys who can, like, yeah, Limblom, get him the reps. Patrick, he missed tonight, but get him the reps. All these guys who haven't proven themselves in the NHL yet, sure. But guys who I think I know are at least, like, Provorov, absolutely down year. And I'm not, we talked about this, like, I'm not worried that he's not going to be a better player than he was this year. Am I worried that he's not a stud number one? That's creeped in there. I thought for sure last year we had that guy. Um, maybe we don't in him, maybe we have it in somebody else. Uh, but I am concerned to the point of maybe he's not as good as I thought he was, but, um, I, I know he's a good player in the NHL. I know he's going to be better than he was this year. Uh, and for all the guys who I feel that way about, I don't think they, I don't think they should have been in the lineup after they were eliminated, let alone in this last game. Um, but now that it's the last one and it's at home, I guess you do owe it to the fans who paid to get in not to show them an AHL team. But shit, man, like, it, what's it matter at this point? You already shit the bed. Like, I, ugh. why did they fall back into a passive defensive system so frustrating? I don't know that they fell back into it. I kind of think that's just who they've been. Uh, they absolutely need to be more aggressive. I will tell you, though, like, if you like Joel Quenville, um, and I think his teams do a better job denying zone entries and stuff, but he plays his own defense. It's not the same. It's not the uh, Phil Myers, just destroy the guy with the puck, follow him no matter what. Um, I, I, 
this team needs to be more aggressive and they need to push the pace more. Absolutely. But I don't think they ever really got away from being, I think on the PK, they got a little bit more aggressive, but overall, I, I, I think goaltending just kind of bailed them out more than anything. I, I don't know that this team became super aggressive, you know, after hack, you know, got fired or anything. Moran trying to find a dance partner at the end made me, made me keep watching. I, that's all I'm looking forward to on Saturday. Moran better fight. Samuel, I love you. Go fight on Saturday. I don't care who. It can be a teammate, the coach, Gritty. I don't give a shit. Just get in a fight. I'm rooting for the Hurricanes on Saturday because they're a bunch of jerks and we have a great shot at a top 10 pick. Yeah, I actually haven't looked at the standings in a couple days, so I don't know where they could fall, but it just makes sense to lose at this point. You, you gain more by losing. Again, I don't care so much about who they draft, but it's a more valuable pick the higher you are, whether you get a player or whether you trade the pick or whatever. It's more valuable if it's in the top 10. <laughs> It's no surprise to me that this team is its own worst enemy because uh, every now and then every NHL team kicks the living crap out of me. All right, I'll take it. What's Hart's mindset right now? Does he know this is not his fault? I think Hart is just a member of a bad team. I, he's, he's a mature guy. I, I don't care. He's getting paid. He's out there. He's fine. He'll be fine. He's a composed young man. He'll be fine. Bill, what's a good playoff team to jump on the bandwagon? Um, I have, you know, a bunch of, um, you know, I like the Avalanche for a number of reasons, uh, but Nathan McKinnon being a now recurring Trailer Park Boys character uh, is is one of the reasons I'm on their bandwagon. I've been dying all year to see Sharks Lightning in the final. Uh, the Sharks have sucked lately, uh, so I'm a little worried about that one. Um it's it's always it's you know you gotta find your you gotta find the team that's right for you you know I'm gonna be in Denver in a few weeks I'm really hoping to see the Avalanche play while I'm there so they're kind of my uh Colorado is kind of my team hey Bill if I ever see you at a Phillies game this season I'm buying you multiple beers Trevor I'll take all the beers <laughs> think the fans should play the last game can't get much worse. It should, uh, I, there was, when I was in, um, I guess I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Uh, the JV team was so bad. They didn't win a game all year. Um, the, the league up from me, the Clearview JV team didn't win a game all year. They were so bad for the last game. They told all the players not to show up and they just played the, they let us play. They let the middle school kids play. It was, uh, one of the hardest I it was, uh, yeah, that's that I'd be fine if they were like, we're having we're the Trenton Titans, or what are they now? Not the Trenton Titans. The Reading Royals. We're going to let them play. I'd have no problem with the Reading Royals dressing for the game on Saturday. A top 10 pick can only help uh, either trade that pick or a player with uh, a little further along. Yeah, I'm, I know it's more valuable, and I'd prefer it. I just don't care. I, like, it's very hard for me to care about guys who we're not going to see be major contributors for a few years. I... To me, it's about making the team, um, I want to say Stanley Cup contender, but you have to see them do other things first. It's about, to me, making this team into a, a group of guys who can challenge for the division and not be terrible in the first two months of the season. And that's what it's about to me. And then if you become more than that as the games go along, sure. But to me, it's just not about a guy who's going to help you five years from now.
Do you think Fletcher will just go after free agents, or do you think trades will be a part of it? I think uh, they're going to sign one of the higher-end free agents. Uh, is it going to be Panarin or Carlson? That's a tough ask, and I don't think it has to be. I want either of those guys badly. Um, uh, but I, I do think to address to me, there are, uh, to me, you need three things. Uh, first things first, a middle six center, pref- preferably a guy who you can comfortably put as a productive 2C. You need another winger for the third line, someone who will complement JVR and whoever that center is, whether it's the guy you bring in or Nolan Patrick slotting down into 3C. And you need a top four defenseman. And when I say a top four defenseman, I really mean a top two defenseman. And outside of Eric Carlson, I don't want to pay any of the free agent defensemen. So that's probably the uh, the position you're most likely to address through a trade. Um, if I had to guess, I would guess that the veteran they bring in to play in their top four on the blue line. And to hopefully to me, it's a, it's a top pair defenseman to put with Provorov and just say, you two are together for the next seven years. That's over with now. Uh, we're done. We're done trying to figure everything else out. Sanheim and Myers, you guys are a pair. Moran and Ghost, boom, we're done. That's to me. That's it. That's uh, I like Gudis a lot, but I think you can get something for him and help improve one of your forward holes that way. Uh, so that's where he ends up. But you know, uh, that's just me fantasy booking. Can we steal Braden Point? He's very much on my wish list. I think it's doable. Is Ryan Nugent is Ryan Nugent Hopkins really going to be traded? Uh, that article was funny as hell yesterday. Like uh, it really is, you know, your favorite band playing their hits. They, they, you know, to to improve the grit of this team, we need to move one of our three productive forwards. Like that shit is so funny to me. Uh, I I can't imagine the next guy comes in and just perpetuates the nonsense that's put them in the holder in, but. Also, they're the Edmonton Oilers, so probably. If so, you can probably get RNH for Hague straight up. Like, done deal. Elliot, one save on five shots. Is that what the line was? I didn't actually even see his line. I was watching that game. Yeah, one for five. My God. That poor guy. Ugh. You really played your ass off for us, Brian. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss your heart and determination. Moran should fight Hague. Honestly, I'd be interested in that. Winner gets the winner gets the sixth spot next year. That's 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 what it comes down to. Your sixth defenseman is the winner of a fight between Moran and Hague. If they win the lottery, this debacle would have been worth it. Yeah, I mean, if they make a 2017 like jump up in the lottery, that will be awesome. Um, I, you can't count on that. That's you know. Like I said, yeah, it was fun to think about in, you know, December, January when they're in last place, but they were never that bad. True talent-wise, they were a bubble playoff team. That's who they were, and they just took the world's most ridiculous route to get there. Um, It's just, yeah, we're going to lose every game in the first half, and then for two months, we're going to play like the Tampa Bay Lightning and then run out of gas because no one can sustain this level of play, especially a team not that good like the Flyers are. I want at least three fights Saturday, no less, or I'll be pissed. I can't imagine the Hurricanes are going to be in a uh, like a big hurry to get in any fights on Saturday, knowing that the Flyers season is over and has been for a week plus, and they're going to the playoffs. I can't imagine they're going to be in a huge hurry to get into any scraps. Let's be honest, they should have fired Hack last year, and Rod Brendamore should be the coach of this team. 
I like Brendan Moore a lot. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, great flyer and all. I, I appreciated his career. I enjoyed him lifting the cup in Carolina. If they were going to fire Hackstall last season, before last season started, um, I would. I didn't want them to go with another first-time head coach. I like Jim Montgomery a lot. I, I love Jim Montgomery. Uh, but I, I, that's not the guy I wanted them to fire Hack for either. If you're going to fire Dave Hackstall last season or before la- this season started, after last season, you should have gone and got Barry Trotz. That's that's all there is to it. The guy you know goes to the Islanders, look at the job he did with a – Roster that's not as good as the Flyers roster. They got some stupendous goaltending, and that's a big difference there. The Flyers got zero goaltending for the first two, three months of this season. But still, to get what he got out of that roster, he's a very good coach. Coming off a cup win, um, if you were going to fire Dave Haxtell, that's the guy you should have targeted 100%. And I like Brendan Moore a lot. He's doing a good job. He finally got that team into the playoffs. Uh, I think a little bit of regression was in line for them, or I guess progression, because it's positive. Uh, like they, they, they were a very good possession team that got shitty goaltending and couldn't like were shooting at like three percent for a couple of years. They were like the bad luck team. They were the negative PDO team, you know. And it was it, like the opposite of those teams that it's like. Uh, their goalie has a 9.45 save percentage, and their third liner is 30 goals. Like, they were the opposite of that team. And it's finally kind of turned around for them. But definitely, Brenda Moore has put an imprint on that team and empowered the players quite a bit. Justin Williams is a very good captain. I like him a lot. Um, but, yeah, it's – I don't know if Rod Brenda Moore is the coach of these this group of Philadelphia Flyers would have made a huge difference. Not, not taking anything away from the job he's done down there. Um, but I, I just don't know if that was the fit. To me, this team needs an established NHL coach. You need a guy who can come in and he's had success and can just kind of use, wield that power. I need a guy with a, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of say, a, a guy who's got a lot of authority. And I don't know, uh, Brenda Moore, I'm sure the players would respect him and everything, but I, I just, he doesn't have that cachet coming in because he's not a guy who's done it before. I'm rooting for Toronto. Toronto's a good pick. They're a fun team. Um, I go back and forth on Toronto. Uh, I enjoy watching them, and I think, it would, like, you know, they haven't won in so long. They're not Montreal. Like, Montreal, I, I hate. I can't stand them. I never want them to win anything. Uh, but, like, Toronto, they're this team, like, with the most – like, imagine if the Yankees never won. Like, that's what they are. Like, this team, like, uh, it's in this major market. Like, they are in the number one hockey market. And they never win. So I think it would be cool if they did. But also, I do like keeping the cup in the United States. I think it's fun that, uh, you know, their teams never win the cup anymore. Rooting for the Islanders? I can't do it. I just, um, I want to watch them. I want to see how they do. But I just don't think that team's actually any good, or at least nowhere near as good as as their record has been this year. Uh, and to their credit, they've kept it up. They've they've done a good job in maintaining and not uh, not letting it regress uh, too far at any point. Uh, they've kept a good pace all year. Got to appreciate their effort and everything. I just uh, the Islanders just don't do it for me. All Star by Smash Mouth is better than my own worst enemy by Lit. This is an undisputed fact. Brian, you're banned. 
you're banned from post games. That's nonsense. Anyone feel like Tampa might choke? Well, that's a thing. Anything short of a cup for them is choking. That's the – I don't think they're going down in the first round or anything. Like, if you want to define choking as losing in the first round, I don't think that's going to happen. But with the season they've had, anything short of a cup is choking. And the number one seed doesn't always win the cup. Like, it's not basketball where the two best teams play in the final every year, you know? Top 10 pick coming in, what are the chances of losing some of our college guys, like what's happening with Adam Fox in Carolina? Fox is a bit of a different case because um, he he basically told Calgary he wasn't signing there. That's why they traded him. And Carolina, I, I think there's a chance they do lose some of their NCAA guys. Yeah, I do think the Flyers could end up losing some of their NCAA guys. Um, and especially now with the regime change. Like, I know... Ron Hextall loved Wade Allison. He tried to get Wade Allison to join the team to at least sign a contract and turn pro and kind of be like, Hey, you know, your path to the NHL might not be as far away as you think, but I don't know what, what Fletch thinks of, uh, I don't know what Fletch thinks of Wade Allison or uh, what's his name? Lazinski. So it's going to be interesting to see um, the priority uh, the priority given to a lot of the uh, to a lot of the prospects, especially the NCAA guys, because it does appear that not signing and going free agent is becoming a more popular move for the NCAA guys. If you go to another hockey game, where'd that go? If you go to another hockey game that has nothing to do with the Flyers, would you still wear something like a jersey or hat to rep your team? I'd probably go hat. Um, the Phillies are in town when I'm there. That's why I'm going out to Denver. So I might just wear Phil's stuff, but I might go Phillies hat and Nathan McKinnon t-shirt. That might be my, that might be my move. Jeff Skinner. Yeah. I like Jeff Skinner a lot. I just don't think he is. I, I, he's not what I think this team needs. I think this team needs more center depth and another defenseman before it needs another scoring winger. I think with three good centers, which we would have if we brought in a really good 2C, um, you'd get even more out of JVR. You'd get even more out of Konechny. You'd get even more out of Voracek. You'd get even more out of Lindblom. And then I just – Jeff Skinner's a really good player, and if they go and get Jeff Skinner, I'm not going to be disappointed. I've said that plenty. I just – to me, he's not at the top of what they need. Um, That said, Panarin's not a center either. I just think he's so good – that it would be worth going off of uh, rather than your needs list, your best player available list. Like, I think it would be worth going and getting a Panarin. Uh, And Skinner's real good too, don't get me wrong. I just prefer Panarin in that scenario. And after Panarin, it's my wish list is centers. Still take Elliott over Talbot? I never wanted Elliott over Talbot. I like Elliott, and if he can stay healthy, I think he's a borderline starter in this league. He had a shit night tonight. Like, I realize he was absolutely awful tonight, but – and who wasn't awful? <laughs> like who hasn't been awful for the last two weeks? This team is now done. They have quit. It's over. So I, but I always, for health reasons, I think Talbot's the guy to be in a tandem with Hart next year. Um, if this was Brian Elliott of four years ago, I would love that guy to split time with Carter Hart, but it's not, it's clearly not. Why has Steph been ducking BSH radio podcasts lately? She just hasn't, uh, we've had a lot of scheduling issues. People have taken on other jobs. I mean, Steph is running 
the entire NHL side of the uh, of SB Nation now. It's not just Broad Street Hockey. She's also dealing some with some stuff. Her dog's sick, and but it's mostly just we all have uh, vastly different schedules than we did a couple of years ago. You know, Charlie travels with the team sometimes. I uh, uh, work now and then. <laughs> um, uh, so it's it's you know we we're we're all just uh, we're keeping it together. The gang's not going anywhere, but. Um, you know, it's it, Steph just has a lot of shit going on. Well, St. Louis continued high play. Don't know why the Flyers couldn't. St. Louis, like, look at they're they're a better team. St. Louis shouldn't have got off to as close to as bad of a start as they did. Now, neither should have the Flyers, but St. Louis built their team this offseason thinking that they could win a Stanley Cup. They really believe that to be the fact, uh, and then they just got no goaltending, which was predictable because Jake Allen's not very good. Uh, but Jordan Bennington comes up and boom, they're a good team. It would be so funny if they got the first pick. It would be, if the Flyers get the first pick, I'm going to throw a damn parade. Trotz confuses me. He has no neck, just a big head sitting on some shoulders. He like like Bruce Boudreaux is ham. Uh, like, I want Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, if we, <laughs> I want... <laughs> Oh man, that would be hilarious if the Flyers ended up with Boudreaux. Like I'd go to, I'd go to uh, a press conference to ask him if he likes ham. I think I would, I would. Uh, that's I don't want to get Broad Street Hockey's uh, all their press credentials revoked. So that would be that would be the drawback there. Um, but fuck, man, Bruce Boudreaux looks like ham. Can you even trade Hag? <laughs> He's trash bandicoot. That's funny. And Moran is a better slash cheaper option. I mean, Hag signed on a really cheap deal. It's like $1.5 million. Oh, I totally typed that in wrong. There we go, cap friendly. Thank you, Google. Uh, what's he signed? Like $1.15 mil or something, Hag? Where are you? Yeah, $1.15 million, uh, for one more year and then he's a he's a restricted free agent arbitration eligible restricted free agent after next season um teams like bad defensemen man i know we we when you watch a, a robert haig every night you realize like oh my god who would want this guy but two teams this current season that is still happening there are two teams who decided brandon manning fills a role for us yep we need to go get Brandon Manning. Like, Brandon Manning signed on July 1st with Chicago. And Edmonton traded for him purposefully. Like, that, and then he ended up sitting in AHL games, which is hilarious and predictable again. But, like, there's a lot of really, really bad GMs out there. Sam Carcitti mentioned Mike Yo as a dark horse coaching candidate. My question is why? I... He's got the, I guess he's got ties with, um, I guess he's got ties with Fletcher. I, that article to me that uh, I think you're talking about was kind of just, here's a bunch of names of guys who aren't currently NHL head coach. It seemed a lot more speculative than um, than it did seem reporting wise, you know, I, I, it didn't, it didn't seem like it was sourced in any way. It just kind of, it read to me as if here's a list of guys who used to be head coaches and aren't right now. And that's, you know, I've, I've looked at that list as well. Plenty of times just kind of, okay, well, who could fit where? And I guess Fletcher has a, has a connection with yo. So it, I guess he could be brought in for an interview or something that wouldn't surprise me at all, but 
I I do think um, perception is going to matter a little bit this offseason. And Mike, yo, yo, perception, not good. I'm glad you haven't lost your work drive. When you're lazy to begin with, like, listen, I'm sitting down in my basement right now. You know, that's that's about as... <laughs> That's about as much as that's about as much work as I'm going for here. I'm sitting in my basement underneath my steps. That's where I am right now. Let's face it, we're all rooting for whoever plays the Pens. I'll take the Pens over the Islanders any day. I don't hate the Penguins that much. I like beating them. When the Flyers play against the Penguins, I very much hate them because their fans are the goddamn worst. There's nothing worse than a human being from Pittsburgh. Oh my god. But the Penguins as a team, like I, I like watching really good players play. I want to milk as much as I can out of uh, getting to see Crosby and Malkin because when they're gone, they're gone. It's the same way I feel about Ovechkin. I, I want to see as many Ovechkin goals as possible because it'll be it. When it's gone, you'll never see them again. If we want Carlson to come here, should we want San Jose to lose in the first round? I've thought about this, and honestly, the fact that he hasn't signed yet, like is he – is he going to be like one of those overreactive GMs who's just like, oh, well, yeah, I'm not going back there because they lost. Like, I I don't really know if that'll affect his uh, his decision-making. Um, I, I thought he was going to sign an eight-year extension the day he was eligible after the, uh, after the trade deadline, but he hasn't yet. So I don't – I can't imagine that playoff outcome will dictate where he spends the next seven years of his career. Why aren't we rooting for Nashville and Simmer? I'm done rooting for former Philadelphia athletes. If you didn't win here, I'm not rooting for you to win elsewhere. I rooted against Chase Utley at the end, and Chase Utley's my all-time favorite athlete and human being. Um, I like Chase Utley more than most members of my family. Uh, I like Chase Utley more than my dog. But at the end, I was just like, you know what? I want his only one to be here. Uh, Yeah, Kimo Timonen was kind of the last straw for me. I rooted for him. And I saw him lift the cup, and I was happy for him. And I was just like, shit, man, this would be so – I'm just done. I'm just done rooting for former guys who didn't get it done here. Get it done here. I rooted for you for years, and you ne- it never paid off. I'm not going to continue. I-, I like Simmons. He's a good dude. He deserves everything he gets. Uh, you can't say he doesn't work for it, but I'm not rooting. I like to watch Nashville. I hope they advance a couple of rounds, and if they end up winning, cool. But that's that's – I'm. I'm, I, I almost like them less now because they have Wayne Simmons. And I'm just like, you know, couldn't have done it here. And I know it's not on Wayne Simmons. I, I fully realize the problem with this team during his tenure was not him. But there is a part of me that's like, uh, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't have put a couple more than that during the playoffs here in your career. Bill, the Avs just tied it up. Nice. If they win tonight, they clinch. Excellent. Excellent. Wade Allison and Joel Farabee on the Phantoms next season. I think that's the I think that's the goal. I'm sure Farabee will be there um, unless he makes the squad. But um, I, I'm hoping hoping Allison signs. Looking forward to see him play. Looking forward to seeing him in the organization. Uh, but I can't say I'm not worried that he won't sign simply because he hasn't yet. You know, trade some picks and prospects for John Quick. Yo, have you seen Quick play? Like he stinks, man. And he signed for like five more years at over like close to six million. Like John Quick, I was a fan. You know, I I, I have stood up for him 
several times, but yeah, this season and one, two, three, four more at 5.8 million. No, I'd rather play a uh, good player. Yeah, he just turned he turned 33 in Jan. So, what, 34, 35, 36, 37 through his age 37 season. No, I'm good on that. Yeah, I am real good on John Quick. He is uh, not very good anymore. Who's worse, Brandon Manning or Robert Haig? <sighs> I got to say Manning, right? I don't know, man. Manning made a couple of moves with the puck. I don't think Haig could ever imagine. Um, I always thought in limited doses you could use Brandon Manning as, as a third pair, obviously a sixth defenseman. Um, I'm just so sour on Haig at this point. I'm not going to be able to come to a uh, rational conclusion. I'll say Haig's better, but um, I don't like it. I don't like my answer here, but I think it's the rational response. I, ugh. Bill is going to fight Coach Ham. No, I'm just simply going to ask him if he likes Ham. That's it. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. I know someone listen. It's someone low level. I don't think Chuck Fletcher's sitting in his office listening to BSH Radio. Obviously, hey, if he is, what's up, Chuck? Uh, make some trades. Um, but. Someone low level is sitting there like, yeah, we can't let Bill Matz get a press credential. He's going to ask – He's he thinks the coach looks like Ham and is only going to ask Ham-related questions. <laughs> uh, this is this is game 81, folks. This is this is what – this is what 80, 81 Flyers games does to your brain. What's more hilarious, Hackstall healthy scratching TK and Ghost or Oilers AHL team scratching Manning? I mean, the TK and Ghost stuff in a vacuum isn't bad. It's just all, like, uh, Hackstall's other decisions. When you look at those, you just go, yeah, these are the conclusions you come to. Like, in a vacuum, for guys to be sat for a game or two here or there, I, it's not the end of the world to me, especially guys who at the time were 20, 22 years old, whatever they were. I, I, I don't think that's craziness. Uh but Brandon Manning, like the fact that Chirelli said, oh, I wanted him last year. And when the opportunity came up this year, I had to go get him. And then he ends up in the AHL. And then he ends up in the press box in the AHL. Like that's just. <laughs> art. It's art. Wayne Train putting up no stats for Nashville. Is he done? Because he's not earning a big payday this summer. Yeah, that part's a bummer to me because. I was hoping to see Wayne go and, you know, secure the bag, as they say this summer. I was hoping to see him get overpaid by literally any of the teams in the league not named the Flyers because the dude earned it. He was criminally underpaid for four or six years, whatever the hell it was. Um, and I thought he deserved one of those free agent overpays. I still think he's going to probably get more than he's worth because hockey guys just freaking love Wayne Simmons. But – What's he got? One goal and one assist last time I looked. It's it's not looking great for Wayne uh, heading into his, his contract year. Did I just hear you don't hate the Pens? Listen, man, when I'm at the game, I will chant Crosby sucks, and I will heckle the shit out of anyone I see in black and gold nonstop. But just as watching the team play, no, I don't hate the Penguins. They finally under uh, – under Sullivan started playing the way I thought they should have been playing the entire time. And boom, they go and win two straight cups. Uh, I, I just think watching great players, it's not worth hating them. It's what's the point of hating Sidney Crosby. Oh, well, he scored again. Oh, that guy sucks. No, he doesn't like, he's one of the best players I'm ever going to get to see play. I, I, it's, it's a waste of time to hate him. 
Who you got between the battle of former Flyers, the Chief and Braden Shen, or Lavi with Simmons and Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo. That's going to be great if Ronaldo suits up for some playoff games. That'll be some good stuff right there. Um, I I picked the Blues to win the Cup like two or three years in a row, and I just now, if they do it, I'm going to be so I'm going to be so bitter about it because yeah, of course, the year I finally am just like you know what I'm done with the Blues. And then they, uh, like, get off to the bad start. And I'm like, that's right, baby. Suck it. And, yeah, Jesus. Um, and uh, then they turn it around. So I guess I got to go Nashville there simply because uh, I don't feel as if uh, they've uh, scorned me in the same way. Bill, excited for TakeOver New York tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, every NXT TakeOver is good. Big off-season Twix. A big off-season twist. Hexy's named Flyers. That would be hilarious. Trading for Jonathan Quick is a Bobby Clark move. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. That's a Bob Clark move right there. Avs don't need a win, just one point. All right, good to know. Bill, do you think the Phantoms will have two rookie goaltenders next season with Stan- Sandstrom? And uh, it's Ustamenko, the Russian guy, and he's Russian slash Belarusian which makes him my favorite prospect. Um, yeah, uh, I think because they're both coming over and they kind of want to get them both into a lot of games. And yeah, Alex Lyon has fallen, you know, at least fell immediately out of favor, but had a really good second half with the Flyers or with the Phantoms, I think. And he's under contract and he gets paid like he's an NHLer next year, whether he's in the NHL or the AHL. Um, so I... I would assume one of them, and I'm guessing Ustamenko, will be playing in the ECHL at least some. Um, I think Charlie talked about this before, and he might have articles uh, up about it this offseason or something. But um, they've the Flyers' front office has indicated that they won't have a problem putting one of the two rookies in the ECHL. My guess is it would be Ustamenko because he's younger and uh, Sandstrom has more professional experience. Um, But I don't think both will be with the Phantoms, at least, you know, unless there's injuries or call-ups or whatever. I can't imagine they'd go with two rookies, uh, especially with Alex Lyon on the contract he's on. Um, you know, if they end up moving Alex Lyon, or if, Jesus Christ, Alex Lyon's the backup to Carter Hart next year. Oh, my God, I do not want to see that happen. Um, I, I guess it's a possibility, but I don't think that's the direction they're going to go in. <laughs> I bet Chucky Two Trades has his son or daughter listen to BSH. I'm trying to, um, I haven't really bashed him at all, so if that's the case, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Uh, I did start to feel bad, like, you know, hearing about how Hackstall's family, like, you know, was listening to all the stuff, not necessarily my stuff. I have no idea if they listened to it or not. Uh, but just, you know, all the hate around town for him, I did start to be like, oh, I, should I take it easy on him? And I'm like, no, he, he's rich and I'm not. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Anyone who makes more money than me, I have no empathy for, <laughs> which is most of America. Would Scott Gordon have been a better choice than Hackstall? Uh, before the 15-16 season? You know, honestly, I don't think so. Um, I uh, Scott Gordon seems like a great guy, and I think he's earned a place, perhaps, like, I want him as the head of player development. That's the, the role that Ian LaPerriere was in before he was behind the bench. I would, I, I would love him there, um, but eh, 
the the results were great. Uh, especially, you know, from January 10 to March 11, the results were outstanding. Um, it was mostly just goaltending, and you can say a lot about Dave Haxtell. He was he made some fucking idiotic decisions. Um, he thought that bad players were good and good players were bad, and it's hard to sustain success uh, when you're doing that regularly. However, when they got good goaltending, they tended to win. That's the one. That's the one thing you can say about Dave Haxtell's teams. When they got good goaltending, they tended to win. Um, it, you know, even with all the problems, Gordon's teams won some games. However, like every underlying metric got worse. And I know, watch the games they won, blah blah blah. But when you're talking about sustaining success and a full season, a full sample size, I, I don't think Scott Gordon would have been a better choice than Dave Haxtell. I don't think maybe he wouldn't have been worse. It would have probably been the exact same. Listen, I I, I want to pin all the ills of the world on Dave Haxtell, but at the end of the day, like this team hasn't really had a number one defenseman. They finally figured out, you know, now Sean Couturier is the one C, so they have that. But they've never had a one goalie until you know the call up this year. It's it, it, they're. The, the problems with this team were roster-related, uh, for the most part. Yes, Dave Haxtell did plenty to not help himself. But to me, there's only a handful of coaches who could have squeezed more out of the group than he did, simply because I think all coaches are basically mediocre. Um, all coaches are bad, that's what I think. But I think all coaches, except for a few, have only a certain effect on the game. And... Uh, if your goalie stinks, what, what's the coach going to do? Uh, allow no shots? Like, how does a coach, you know, <laughs> Avs got called for too much man with under two minutes. That's great. You think Ciampa is retiring? I don't. No, I think he'll be back. If we made the Flyers Game of Thrones characters, who would be Jon Snow? I have no idea. Avs clinch. Get your tickets, Bill. Oh, I'm absolutely trying to get a press pass before I pay for tickets. I am. I'm done paying for sporting events, fam. Unless it's wrestling. I pay for wrestling in concerts. But boarding events, no. A lot of Game of Thrones references here. Uh, what's your favorite non-Flyers alternate jersey? Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, hmm. I like the Bolts Blacks. Uh, they grew on me a lot. I, uh, those grew on me a lot. Um... Hmm. As so many jerseys have shifted away from me thinking, uh, there's so many jerseys now that I used to love that I don't like. They've changed them a little, and I don't think they're good anymore. Uh, yeah. To me, all the great jerseys are the traditional jerseys. That's to, that's what all the great jerseys are. The Blue Jackets cannon is pretty cool. And people complain about the cannon. I think anything that gives an an arena its own unique. Uh, like it's anything that makes an, an arena unique that isn't, you know, an SUV parked in a corner, uh, taking away seats and looking ridiculous. Um, I, 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 I think it's uniquely them. Uh, that's uh, good for them, you know. Yeah, I do love the I do love the Oakland Seals, the Ducks jerseys, the because the Ducks went back to the Mighty Ducks jerseys as alternates a couple of times this year. I love like the that's the, the the Ducks jerseys when the, they started incorporating the black and the orange. Like that looked like shit when you had cool jerseys. Like your Mighty Ducks jerseys were cool, and then you went with something else because um, yeah, the Hurricanes with Har Hartford as their alternates. Um, 
you know, it's it is you know, it's it's not even an that's just wearing another. That's like rubbing Hartford's nose in it more than anything to me. <laughs> like talking about a fan base that like had their team taken away from it. It's like guess what? We're wearing your jersey now. The thing that you th- this thing this like identity because th- that's all they have left is a really cool logo, just a cool jersey with a cool logo. And it's like, yeah, that thing that you pride yourself on, the team that left you, um, yeah. We're going to wear it now and make money off of it. Good for them. I mean, it's a genius business decision. But if I was a Hartford fan, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, man? You had to – this too now? <laughs> that pissed me off. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you all for – oh, yeah, wow, we're like under 50 people are still hanging out. Oh, I did close to an hour, so – Cool. All right. Well, guys, one more of these left. That's right. One more game left, which means one more post game left. I will be back here with you all on Saturday for the final post game. Our uh, our grand finale. We have reached the season finale here. Um, no cliffhangers. There will be, uh, you know, nothing, nothing to hold us into next season. We're all just going to come back out of a uh, habit and self-hatred i guess uh you know it's it i had fun this year it, it drove on too long uh but we got carter hart mania that was cool we got to see you know finally phil myers make his debut sanheim progress limblom progress um we saw some good stuff sean couturier is a 1c in the nhl and a really really good one it's it's no longer, well, is he this good, really? What kind of – no, like he is a front-line, first-line center, and uh, it, it's awesome. There there are some good things. Hopefully this offseason will treat us the way we'd like it to treat us, and this team is – this team takes the step forward next year that we thought they were going to take this year, that we were promised they were going to take uh, this year and just didn't work out for any number of reasons. But, hey, we'll I'll be back here Saturday, and we'll talk about it until then. Hey, have a great Friday, everybody.